0: Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are at in podcast land. This is a special Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle edition of Phantom Talk. We've done two of these so far. We're on our third one. This is a, this one goes out to, this is Josh, Josh Hicks, right? Yes. This one goes out to Josh Hicks. He's the one that uh, has uh, asked for this. We're doing all the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies. And uh, I will honestly say at this point, this is the, um, from here on out, from me, even though as probably the biggest turtle fan of the three of us, uh, this is where my knowledge ends. This is where it ends, boys. Uh, everything after this is new to me. And uh, although I'm actually looking forward to TMNT, the stuff after that's a little scary for me. You, you never saw TMNT? I did not. Really? I have not, I
1: thought, I thought you I had have not
0: but I'm very amped for Mako as Splinter. I'm very, 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 very much here for that uh and uh and i've actually seen on some of the like on the uh ninja turtle message board something like that that tmt's actually got a pretty good you know um has a little bit of respect from the uh from the tmt uh gatekeepers so to speak um the two after that not so much but we'll mm. but we'll get to those we will get are we'll get, get, get we're gonna get to old uh old uh TMNT, Yes, as seen through the lens of Michael Bay. anyway though I'm here with uh you know some some really noted and uh fantastic commentators here i've got mm. al mattingly the red lanyard uh talking to me how you doing al i
2: am i'm doing great Words words cannot describe how hyped i am for this podcast so i'm doing <laughs> i'm doing fantastic <laughs> all
0: right good good okay uh also here with me is the vaunted eic jacob vance mccarty how you doing Doing very very well. All right, good good. Well, we uh, this is like I said, this is the third one. Um, we've we we did one and two. Uh, one of course we talked about was a you know huge surprise hit, one of the biggest independent films of all time. Still one of the biggest independent films of all time. Uh, number two wasn't as big a hit, but kind of still lives in the zeitgeist to the uh, obviously Vanilla Ice of course and the Turtle Rap. Yes, uh, one yes. of the one of the few. Perfect moments of uh, of cinema history. Uh, three is interesting because three is the kind of unwanted uh, redheaded stepchild of the of the movies here. Uh, this was a this was a movie that a lot of people didn't really want to get made. It was kind of uh, kind of done just almost as a you know we've still got the license and we're going to do something with it. Um, and so because of that, there's a lot of corners cut on this movie um so for example one of the biggest ones is you don't have jim henson doing the puppeteering anymore Mm -hmm. you've got all effects company which is interesting because all effects company did switch up the suits a bit and that's one of the reasons one of the things that we might want to talk about later is how many times do you see turtles doing high kicks in this movie one of the reasons is because it was a whole lot easier to do high kicks in the suit Mm -hmm. uh, than it was before Henson suit, so and they're taking advantage of that. Uh, I mean, they're just high kicking all over the place. Um, so that's that's a big one. All Effects Company um, takes over. I would say their stuff is a little, a little less uh, professional. Maybe would be the way. There's some stuff that happens with uh, uh, facial expressions that don't really make a whole lot of sense. Um, actually, Al, the meme you sent the cowboy. It is obviously is taken from oh, this movie. movie. Yes, <laughs> um, because there's some really weird facial expressions. Sometimes it happens, um, and there's a real need to show off the turtles' teeth in this movie. I don't know mm. why mm-hmm. that is.
1: Now we were all asking for it, man.
0: Were we all asking for yeah, it? We, were just decided, sure. oh, we need more. <laughs> we need more teeth. So you've got a lot of a lot of teeth. I mean, this is a this is a you know Sonic the Hedgehog kind of controversy before <laughs> before you had it.
2: It's, uh this, this, so this a, tooth, that. This is a toothy toothy film, everybody.
0: Yes, it's a very <laughs> it's a very toothy film. Um you've got uh th- ironically though, this is a this movie though, uh actually is the only one of the three movies that actually stays close to one of the comic book stories, uh one of the Mirage uh comics. Uh, which uh, you'll you know, if you know your turtles, you know that's an early the earliest uh, comic run uh, by uh, Laird and Eastman. Um, It's based on uh, masks, which kind of set this thing in motion where the turtles, and I mean, pretty much in all their iterations, at some point uh, will go through time. They will go through time and they will fight ninjas and they will dress up like samurais and uh, sometimes they'll even go back and fight dinosaurs. It's just kind of a thing for them. Um, And of course, you know, the... What I would argue is the best of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle games is *Turtles Through Time*, which of course is based off of that as well. The idea of just the turtles just going back through time and, you know, just wrecking stuff. And uh, that became a that became part of the hallmark of, of turtles moving forward. Um, this is weird too. This is the first of the movies that actually has a toy tie-in. And I know you're saying to yourself, Josh, that's crazy. Um, There were all types of turtle toys. Yes, there were. But if you remember in the first movie, uh, they wanted to keep the cartoon and the movie as separate as possible because they thought the movie was too dark and that it would scare kids and things like that. So they didn't want to do any type of toy tie-in at all for the first movie. Then when the second movie comes around, they realize they messed up, but they kind of put their feet in the water and they did a super shredder. They did Taka and Razor, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and some other stuff. But with this movie, they went all in. And I mean, that's, you know, and that led to some pretty iconic figures. Uh, If you were a Turtle fan in 1993, you had at least one of the Turtles in the samurai outfit. Mm -hmm. Um, That is the iconic, if there's anything iconic about this movie, it's the Turtles in the samurai outfit. Um, But they did, they did all, uh, uh, they had, I I don't even know this because I don't remember like they did figures for Mitsu. They did figures for Walker. Like I would, I would actually kill for a figure. I would figure. too. I want a walker <laughs> figure so bad. Like but they did, they did everybody. Um, they did all the, all the characters. Um, and um, that's kind of one of the last, um, kind of one of the last big things that the turtle, uh, turtle toy line will do until of course it relaunches in the late nineties and early two thousands. Um. But for the original line, this is probably the last big turtle push or t- toy push for the turtles is this toy line. Um, and it was, it, I mean, like I said, it was, it, I don't know how successful it was outside of Owens World, but I don't know anybody that had then have some samurai turtles. Um, and then finally, I do want to point out this is directed by Stuart Gillard. This gives us three s- different directors every time. Jake is making a face like who is Stuart Gillard, I will tell you. Mm. He directed Avonlea which is before your time, uh, but Avonlea was a Disney show based on Anne of Avonlea, based on Anne of Green Gables. And I was amazed to find that out because <laughs> eight-year-old Josh watched a lot of Avonlea and was really, really worried when Anne's aunt had, a, uh, uh, had an, a, an appendectomy and almost died in the early uh, 1700s because they were pioneer ladies and they didn't know how to deal with that back then. Um, and that has nothing to do with the turtles, but that was amazing <laughs> to me that Stuart Gillard somehow, I mean, you talk about a Kevin Bacon, six degree Stuart Gillard directed TMNT three and Anne of Avonlea. That was just uh, astounding to me. And so that's, I don't know, I don't know who I'm speaking. I don't know what, what truth is, I'm speaking who and for? who that is for, <laughs> but I just had to share but that they are welcome. You <laughs> yes, you are welcome. I had to share that. Okay. Um, so, yeah. But that's, that's basically all the background you do need on this. Uh, you know, I, this movie, to me, I I, I I go back and forth on it. I really do. I kind of have, a, I, I think it takes two steps forward, two steps back from uh, from the second one. So I'll, I'll start off uh same way as last time. Al, man, I know you're coming at the bit to talk about it. What did you like about this movie? What What did you like best about this movie?
2: Okay, well, I was about to say, you're going to have to... You're going to have to change your question a bit because, I mean, it'd be easier for me to talk about what I did not like about uh, about the movie because I love so much about it. It's so, oh man, I was really pleasantly surprised. I was in kind of... Everybody out there will understand this, I think. I was in kind of a weird place after we watched e m 2, The Secret of the Ooze. Um, one, because, you know, I was just a 27-year-old man who had watched Minty 2, The Secret of the Ooze and allowed it to affect me so much that I was depressed after having seen it for the first time. Um, and so I was in a weird place after that. Damn. Um <laughs> It's just it's just rough, man. I watched it and I was just like, "Oh, this isn't this isn't the thing I was hoping it is." I'm kind of sad. Um, and then I throw on um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, and I was so pleasantly surprised. Um, because I had a blast. I mean, um, going from Secret of the Ooze, where as I was watching it, I mean, so many of the jokes, so many of the scenes, and stuff, um, you know, we're so over the top and so kind of juvenile that I just kind of rode my eyes at and stuff. It really struggled to stay engaged uh, throughout um, throughout the entire film. Uh, with Team T3, I mean, I was constantly, like, having audible laughs and chuckles as I watched it. Um, I think um, it, it allowed itself to have fun. And one of the main things I really enjoyed about it was that It had a tone to it where you can obviously tell, like, this is still, you know, this is still aimed and directed at kids. You know, that's its primary hemographic. That's very obvious um, throughout it. But I don't know. It felt like it felt kind of like um, the original in that, yeah, you could tell it was targeted at kids. But you could tell that they were also still allowing themselves to have genuine fun with a lot of the jokes and a lot of the scenes. Whereas with Secret of the Ooze, it felt very overdone as far as trying to direct it and target it towards kids as a main audience. Um, This one, it felt like they were just trying to think of things that will be humorous and things that will be entertaining without um, constantly having, you know, somebody over their shoulder saying well you know is is the age range of like five to eight are they going to enjoy that specifically you know there are times where it felt like there'd be a joke and I'd just be like oh, okay you know, like that joke is kind of or like you know the older sibling or the parents uh, that you can enjoy um and so definitely had that feel to it for me um and yeah I just really enjoyed it. I thought it was a blast. Um, I would watch this one again for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: uh, yeah Jake, uh, what do you think of it? Um, I really enjoyed the movie. I, I really did. Um, what do you like best? That's the... I, okay. <laughs> I will admit that... And, and of course, you're... I tried not to hold it to the standard of the first one mm-hmm. because of course the, the first one is – the first one should not work as well as it does, but it does. Um, the dialogue is a little bit stilted in some parts, mainly because you, you I think you, you mentioned that a lot of people didn't really want to get this made. So I feel like there was a lot of just like one or two takes. and They were like, yeah, it works. that, that Perfect. you know. Um, there is a scene where they are trying to learn how to ride horses in this movie. Where Donatello falls off, and I'm pretty sure, like, the way it was really supposed to go in the script was there was supposed to be a little bit of time. But instead, what happens is April runs up with water and says, here, drink this. And he goes, no. And then just immediately says, my butt. I think he's supposed to, like... (laughs) <laughs> Be like, oh, my butt, you know, or like, oh, because he fell, you know. And then April's supposed to offer him the water that he goes, no, thank you, or something like that. But instead <laughs> it just came out, here, drink this. No, my butt. And I don't know why.
0: That might have been the most realistic part of this entire movie.
1: That, that made me laugh just so much, though. Um, but th- but then, like, right after that, you have the, <laughs> because you were you were talking about the facial expressions occasionally being off. And, and once again, I guess I just love this scene so much because then it cuts to Leonardo, like just riding a horse, you know, doing great, you know, cause he's Leonardo and Donatello goes, you know, I really hate that guy sometimes. But his look is just utter like I will destroy him tomorrow <laughs> if I have the opportunity. And it's just it's just it's so out of left field. But I but honestly I I kind of loved the the hokiness of that, of that aspect for it. I think that's honestly one of the reasons I love this I like this movie as much well as I did. Um and also Walker is just there there's something i will always love about comedically bad vill- like comedically evil villains and walker is 100 one of those like he has no real motivation beyond just i want to get paid and he, do evil things And
0: even then, like other than he just really doesn't have motivation he's no just evil for the he, he is like, he's, a, he's like the kefka of like tmnt <laughs> i've never seen anything like it but yeah go
1: on but but no he's he was he was great um we we got not one but two Elias Codiuses in this movie, and that's great. I guess you know <laughs> yeah. that was something. <laughs> it was something. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, just the the movie. It kind of like Al said, it wasn't it wasn't afraid to have to have its fun, uh, as well as still you know trying to have a pretty pretty decent storyline uh, and everything in it. Uh, and the suits, that that is one thing I will say that. There are some scenes where they still where they still look a little, you know, kinda off with the with the with the choreography and everything. Um but I I will say that they do there are some scenes where they do a lot of really cool things, uh, with, with the fight scenes in this. And so I actually really enjoyed that as well.
0: Yeah, I um what I liked best about this movie, um and as a turtle fan, this is the thing that I think this movie uh should be remembered for is this is the first of three movies. understand. I really love the first movie. I think the first movie is near floss, but it's the first of three movies where the canonized version of these characters, particularly the four turtles is seen on screen. And what I mean by that is this is the first movie where Leo is definitely the leader. Roth is definitely the muscle. Donatello is definitely the, you know, smarts or intelligence of the group. Michelangelo is the party guy, and they went out of their way to show that over and over again, um, and and that's just that to me that's always been an important part of the dynamic is having those four different personalities. The first movie, of course, you get a lot of a lot of Raphael and a lot of Leonardo, and then Michelangelo and dante are kind of really playing the same role. Although you do see Dante working on the uh, working on the truck or van or whatever mm. with Casey. Uh, but they're kind of playing the exact same role. And this one, though, you definitely get a lot of those subtle character beats that the comics and the cartoon do really well. And probably my favorite one is Raphael's uh, relationship with the um, with the little boy. What mm-hmm. was his name? Yogi. Mm-hmm. Because Raphael's one of his main things is he's the, and this this is a thought line literally for for every single the comics every iteration of the cartoon, uh, all the way up to, you know, the Nickelodeon cartoon that just came out. One of his things is that, yeah, he's this big, tough guy, but he has this really soft heart for like little defenseless things. And so like the best example of that is in the, in the new Nickelodeon one is, you know, he has a little turtle that he keeps himself, you know, a little baby turtle, you know, uh that in that ends becomes up slack, become that? slack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but like you've got a little baby turtle you know that he cares for and that's just a thing that he does that's that's a part of his character and i like the fact they put that in this uh in this movie uh and you you do you get little beats you know i mean don is obviously working on the the time scepter all the way through and like that's just him you know Leo leonardo the one that's coming up with the you know the strategy and stuff like that and of course. Michelangelo is trying to make a pizza, You know, So I mean, these are the every single one of those <laughs> makes sense. If, if if you're going in this movie, with knowledge of the turtles, this is the first one where you can go, okay, yeah, that is something Michelangelo would do. That's something Dante would do. That's something Raphael would do. That's something Leonardo would do. And uh, so that that was really incredible. to reiterate. And I'll talk about him a little more. But man, I loved Walker so much. I mean, I, I, I don't. <laughs> a character that i thought that need to be... I don't remember liking him or even thinking about him that much the first few times <laughs> I saw this movie. I, just, like, I was just... I was upset when he wasn't on screen. So, like... Uh, so, yeah, we'll talk about him a little bit more. But, okay, yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, uh, those were the things we liked. Uh, what did we What did we oh, not like?
1: Uh, also, real quick, I love that apparently in... 1400, 1500 Japan? Is that where? where is this? this I thought it was. Or is it later? Is I it thought it was later, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, I love that in this time frame in, in Japan, the worst thing that could happen to a British man apparently is a wet willy. For yeah. some reason, that will never not be funny that's to me. Well. So, that's fair. Yeah. That's, that's pretty horrific. But I just wanted to make sure that was that was brought up. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Know? That is fair. Yeah.
2: Okay. Um, I'm yeah. Josh, um, yeah. if I could jump in um, to piggyback off what you were saying, about um, the relationship between uh, Raph and Yoshi. I think that was really, really um, an underrated part of the movie as well. And it made me think about that and kind of uh, transferring it to superhero films now. Um, And, like, obviously, you know, we live in, in the apex time for superhero films. We're getting all kinds of stuff. All the time, a majority of it is really, really good. Um, but I feel like that kind of thing is something that does not, uh, that's not there in a lot of those movies nowadays. Um, because like, you know, the, the stakes in the majority of of superhero films nowadays are so high. You know, it's always you know the world's about to end. Some person is about to take over the earth. You know, some intergalactic threat is coming about to kill half of the world's population. You know, the stakes are always so high that you um, you don't get those small hero um, things that happen. Um, and it, it kind of reminded me of. Um, you know, there are a lot of people out there who hate the um, Amazing Spider-Man films, um, and they definitely have their flaws. But there's a scene in um, in the Amazing Spider-Man where this little kid is being bullied and picked on by um, a couple of of other kids and like he's got like a science project they break and all that and Spider-Man shows up, he scares away the other kids and then like he uses his web to like f- fix up the science project they broke. Um, you know, he t- takes the time to hang out with the kid and walk him home and stuff like that. And I just thought about that scene whenever I saw, you know, the scenes with wrath where he goes up and like he flies the kites with the kids and, um, like, you know, they do CPR um, s- s- to save him after he almost drowned and things like that. Um, and just those small parts just felt so good to see because, again, I feel like that's a part of s- s- superhero films and genre films in general that do so much to build up the characters that we just don't get very often anymore because the stakes are always so high and that was a really um uh, cool thing to see uh that they were able to do because again um as you said this was a movie that um, a lot of people were against um and, and so they kind of had the leeway to do whatever they wanted in a way and so i was i was very glad to s- see that kind of thing i wish we had a lot more stuff nowadays that had those small kind of scenes like that
0: yeah i i could eat. I totally agree with that. In fact, uh, I'm on a a plug right now. Uh, If you would like to hear me gripe more about the fact that uh, Mark Webb uh, did not get a chance to finish his trilogy, but somehow Zack Snyder has gotten 14 hours of DC films around him, Uh, (laughs) tune in for the uh, Phantom Correspondence, watch the Snyder Cut. Uh, which should be coming to your podcast pretty soon. And I guarantee you'll hear me gripe about that at some point. 100%. Uh, no. But, yeah, I think you're absolutely correct, Al. I mean, that's and that's one of the things that I've always liked about the Turtles is that they are very, you know, street-level heroes. They always have been, even, even when they're fighting the Krang. Uh, it's <laughs> always very weird when they fight the crane, but it's weird because they're so used to coming out of the sewers, beating up a few ninjas, and going back into the sewers uh so that i agree with you no i think i think that and that, that is stuff that is missing and i was glad it was in this movie because this movie really could have been that is one thing i'll say about this movie because uh, i do think it was rushed i do think there was a lot of pressure to do things under budget and i do think there was probably you know writers brought in and fired and things like. i mean it just seems like kind of a a rushed uh product but this movie really could have just been the, I don't know, guys, put the turtles in some samurai suits and see what happens. And that's really not what the movie is. Uh, so I do think they're successful in that, in that way. Um, so, yeah, no, I, th- I think you're correct on that, Al. Um, what what did we dislike? What did you dislike, Jake?
1: Hmm. Uh, new, new Splinter for one um new splinter new, new splinter not as good
0: um, nah, yeah new, nah, i don't like new coke i like old coke yeah it's, i will
1: i will yes i'm yeah. i'm and I'll, and I'll die on that hill um he's he's not bad but it's just you know when when you have such a good one you know um it's uh you know yeah it's hard to it's, it's hard to hard, hard to switch in fairness uh, didn't have that much to do in this movie yeah that, that that is true that is true um which which honestly might also be a, a the reason the reason I was upset because um, I love Splinter Splinter's such a great character, um, and and honestly I kind of I feel like the entire Kenshin storyline is very very rushed and really looked over. Um, I, I know it's only like an hour and forty five minute movie, but at the same time there was or even less than that I think uh, there was never a point where I really understood the the conflict uh between i I think i think their families are like at war with each other and mitsu and kenshin are going to like bring them together or something like that i think it's like a romeo and juliet kind of thing if i remember correctly if you guys know more than that uh, or caught more than that no i think i think you pretty much that's about it. it okay um i feel like they could have gone more with that especially since you since like you said you have splinter and he's not really doing a whole lot um And we could, and if we're going to go back in current time, maybe do a little bit less with Casey Jones teaching the four samurais how to love hockey, although that is fun. Don't get me wrong. Um, But I feel like we could also put a little bit of time on like Splinter trying to help Kenshin, you know, like, like mentally Um, kind of, kind of doing, doing similar stuff to what he did for um, Raphael in the the first movie, you know? Um, So that's, so Splinter, Splinter kind of gets kind of gets the hit in this one, uh, and I kind I hate that because I love Splinter, but you know it happens. Um, <clears throat> honestly, besides that, I really kind of loved everything else. Like, as weird as that might seem, like it's it's one of those things where it's like I know it's not as good as other movies, but I can't really find too like too many other flaws. And if they are, it's just because I know this was like a rush, like '90s movie. And some of those flaws are just kind of funny, like 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 the Donatello facial expressions. You know, they're they're funny because they just like they created how it is. it well, is. <laughs> you know, like that's it's hard not to enjoy that. Um,
0: I will. Um, I, I'll bring this up. Uh, this is not a dislike or a like. We brought up Splinter. Why do you think Elias Codius
1: came back for this movie? I have no idea. I, I really don't know. Um, I will readily admit I don't know a whole lot about that man's acting career, so I, I just, don't know if he needed some cash. Well, um, I just, it's just it's a weird. But it's also why did they bring him back? Because well, they said they didn't want to bring him back for the second one. So they bring him back,
0: and he's instead of just all they had to do to make that character a decent character was to remove the womanizing uh ways of the character okay and instead they bring him back and they turn him into a babysitter and he's just really kind of almost neutered of everything that made him interesting mm-hmm. um i don't know you were really and this is this isn't the what did you dislike but i do want your i do want your opinion because i know you were pretty critical of the of the casey jones character what do you think of him in this one
2: um. Yeah, I thought. I mean, I'll be honest. I did enjoy him a bit more in this one than I did in the first one. Uh, just because, of you know, you don't see him, you know, actually harass anybody. Um, in this one, so I like that. Um, that's always a, that's always an improvement if a character who uh-huh. used to sexually harass people didn't uh, does not sexually harass people anymore. Um. So that was good. Um yeah, that, that was something um that was something that really kind of like I won't say that like it ruined it for me or anything like that. But the fact that we had the same actor playing two characters um about f- 400 years apart from each other. And that not really going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. <that's laughs> like fair. there was no real payoff to having that happen. Um it was it was a little bit distracting. It was kind of always in the back of my mind of just like, okay, how are how are they gonna bring this home? Like what's gonna what's like the point of having him and like they- you know? <laughs> I hope they paid him like t- 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 at least Twice the amount they paid him in the first one because he played twice the, twice the number of characters. And my, <laughs> the entire time I was watching it, I was just kind of like, I wonder if like while he was shooting these scenes, if if like he had the same thought as I was having of just like, I wonder how this is all going to connect with these two characters I'm playing. <laughs> like I wonder what they're going to do, and then and then one day they're just like. Okay, Elias, you're done. That's all that's all we need from you for the scenes. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, 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 well, that's really unsatisfying. <laughs> like, I don't know, it was weird. But I will say, I enjoyed Casey Jones more in this one than in the first one. That's because, you know, he didn't do a whole lot, but in the first one, he did a lot, and a lot of it was awful. So I was kind of I was kind of relieved to have him not do as much this time around. And just to be clear I don't have the thing where like I always hate like all the iterations of Casey Jones. Um, I've seen the Nickelodeon series that came out like 2012 or so around that time. Um, I've seen other iterations of Casey Jones. I thought, I think he's he's fine in all the other iterations. He was just, you know, he was just kind of sleazy in the first one, and it bothered me. But yeah.
0: Well, he really, he's a, he's, it's, so, the reason I bring him up, you know, like I said, I do want to get to the question of what you did dislike Al, but, like, the reason I bring him up is this, is that he's a, really a beloved character in in the Turtle Mythos, he really is, Um, and so, you know, in the first movie, you know, he does have issues, obviously, but he also has the very famous fight with Raphael. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, you know, a part of the, I mean, just, just a huge, just a huge part of, of that movie is, it's amazing, is that right? it's fight scene. And uh, like I said, he's, he's a really beloved character. And so you know, it, it's almost the exact inverse of what I would say about the turtles in this movie where like, I was like, Oh, this is exactly, you know, what I expect the turtles, they're acting like themselves. And then it's like, they they literally stick Casey with a bunch of samurais and you know, and instead of like going off and fighting bad guys with the samurais, they like go to an arcade and watch hockey, and mm. and it's, it's it's just really weird. It's it's just really weird to see that character in a babysitting role um, and actually be and, and actually attempting to be a babysitter in that role. That that that's what was weird to me because it's not it's not the character at all, and it's definitely not the character from the first movie. And we have no, we have nothing connecting to the first movie where, you know, he comes out and says something to the effect of like why he slowed down or whatever, anything like that. No, it's just, it's just, I don't know. We've got Elias codius here. <laughs> We've got the splinter puppet for a couple more days. Let's see what we got. Let's see what we can do with it. And that's really how all those scenes feel to me. Um, so I, it, 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 and, and, and wit is just a weird character. Like, I don't even know what to do with that character. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, I, I, well, I'll talk a little bit more about that in a little bit, but like he's just a strange character. But anyway, I don't want I don't want to step on your toes too much. What did you? Was there anything you disliked about the film?
2: Um, I mean, yeah, sure. Um, the mm-hmm. main thing that kind of stuck out to me is something I didn't like, and Jacob has talked about this a little bit, but I'm going to expand it a bit more. Is um, Jacob, you talked about how the um storyline for K- K- Kenshin, um and really his whole family and that whole historical time period, um in general. Um, it felt kind of rushed it felt kind of uh, um kind of undeveloped. And like I would really um extend that to a majority of of uh, the side characters in this, you know, um, I really enjoyed everything that the Turtles did. Um, I was happy to see that April actually had a role in this film and she actually had things to do um, as opposed to um, Secret of the Ooze where you could have removed her entirely and not changed on the movie Um, but um, you get past the main characters and a lot of the side characters um, are just really bland um, and very um, and very forgettable um, as well you know you don't really you kind of have to figure out and piece together uh, what's going on in the past and those storylines and how those characters relate to each other you kind of have to figure that out for yourselves uh, because you don't really see a lot of character growth or character interactions there on um, the villain of course uh, uh, was really good, uh, just because that actor was acting his heart out and giving, and giving it everything he had, which was great. Um, I love to see that. Um, but, yeah, it just... It felt... Usually when you have that kind of storyline where there's, there's time travel and characters you know and love are kind of taken and displaced and put into um, a different time or different adventure... Um, they're surrounded by people that like you kind of grow an affection towards and things like that. with this one, you know, pretty much other than the kids, um, you don't really see them you know you you don't really see the turtles or April really grow or connect with a lot of the other characters. Um, you had um. Michelangelo have kind of a flirtatious thing um, with Hitsu, but even that, though, it didn't feel very fleshed out. It just kind of seemed like a thing to kind of have happen and then towards the end kind of um, increase uh, the tension there on if he was going to go back with the turtles or not. Um, yeah, just the other, the other cast of characters we've already talked about, how Casey Jones, he didn't really do a whole lot. Splinter uh, didn't really do a whole lot in this. Um, yeah, just kind of uh, the complementary characters I felt like were not very complementary at all because um, they just didn't have a have a lot going on with them.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's probably fair. Um, there, there's a one of the things I did read was there's a bigger there's a uh, script that had a bigger role for Mitsu. In fact, they expected Mitsu to be a lot bigger. Um, she's actually supposed to be in the Teenage Mutant Turtle Tournament Fighter game, uh, but she's replaced uh, later on. They changed the name, so like Kane or something like that.
1: Hashtag release the Gillard cut.
0: Release the Gillard cut. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. So let's get a four hour version of this movie. <laughs> Uh, in black and white. Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, yeah. You know, just, just blood splatter everywhere. Um, but, uh, but, you split know,
2: allow, allow Splinter to say the F word. Yeah, exactly. Just let it happen. Just
0: randomly. But uh, Mitsu was supposed to be a lot bigger. And I, I, there's a lot of characters I think uh, he's based on. Karai, of course, comes to mind in the in the Turtles lore, as very much like Mitsu is here, as this uh, kind of straight wise ninja. Um I I really liked her character, man, but like I'm like you. She I just I don't know there wasn't a lot there, you know. Whereas I don't like Kenshin's character at all. Like I think yeah, I, and I think he is, like literally his entire character is just to get angry and beat up stuff in the subway. She could
1: have stayed with Michelangelo. Right? <laughs> exactly. I
0: mean. And then, then that is what it is. It's like I, also I feel like he she broke Michelangelo's heart. And you know, I'm like I, I feel like in the twenty first century, you know, you know, if we can we should
1: we should have, you know if if you want to fall in love with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, you should be allowed you should be able to do it. Also, exactly. You so, know. but um, and he was he was having his time. He was he he already asked her what's her sign. He was yeah, trying to see if they were compatible. He was he was doing you know? everything. I yeah. mean,
0: um, but I, I agree with that. But I will say the main thing I disliked about this movie, and it's kind of an offshoot of of what you're talking about, Al. I hate the ending of this movie so much, like. And I remember not liking it when I was when I first watched it and not knowing why I didn't like it. And now watching it, because it's been years since I've seen this movie, uh, th- that, the ending of this movie is so bad and so rushed and so many things happen that don't make any sense. The very first thing that happens that doesn't make any sense is like, you know, wit, uh, spoiler alert, has been working both sides. Uh, wit has been working both sides uh, uh, the entire time. Hold on one
1: sec, Al. Excuse us, guys. Sorry. Excuse us real of, quick. We got a little do this. sound thing going on yeah. in the back. We were waiting. I don't for know it. why that
0: was necessary, but you know, both of them are done. I, okay. We we just had a little a uh, little controversy here. That's mm-hmm. okay. Um, but Wit has been working both sides, and he decides that he's going to turn on the turtles and turn on the village, and then like there's this part where you know they've got the turtles back into a corner. They've got the guns on them and they're like fire. And Whit turns to Walker and is like, that's not what I signed up for. And I'm like, well, what did you sign up for? <laughs> Whit? Like, You know, the, with, what, what did you expect the evil mercenary character to do? And from that moment on, nothing in the movie makes any sense because you have Walker who, instead of just straight up shooting a guy, it's like, I'm just going to use this cannon. And then he uses the cannon which leonardo ducks
1: and says i love being a turtle and says i love
0: being a turtle Mm -hmm. it blows up the bell for whatever reason that scares everyone to death now one of the reasons now i think the subtext there is we're supposed to think that he's regrown a new head or at least that's what they think Mm -hmm. but they don't tell us that so literally you have a scene where a cannon (laughs) goes off a turtle goes i love being a turtle and everybody runs for cover (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, that's a, that is a line from the base of what This walker, walker, who, mind you, still has a rifle, his pistol, and his sword, climbs up to the top of this roof where Wit fires a catapult that I had not seen in the entire movie at him. Okay, And it hits him and he falls and his little bird is left. You know, and like, and it's just like I, I was like, that is just the weirdest way to end this movie. Like, you have the you have the boss, the boss character getting beat by the not really by the turtles, but by Wit. You know, and basically he gets beat because he doesn't do a final fight with the turtles. It was just all weird. Everything about that was just strange to me. Um, just a horrible way for that fantastic character to uh, to go out. Um, so so yeah. That, that's what I. That's the main thing I disliked about the movie, uh, is that ending. And then you get back, you have all the time travel stuff, and like, you know, I really feel like we're supposed to have a little bit more time to deal with Michelangelo as a, you know, as as he's dealing with this kind of existential crisis he's having, and they just kind of dance at the end, and it's it's over, you know. I'm like, I don't know. I mean, like, it all that just seemed very rushed to me. Um, you know, they set up some things, and I don't think they really. Uh, you know, got through all of them. So, so that, that's kind of where I'm at. So,
2: sorry, sorry, everybody, I had to mute myself because <laughs> I was laughing so hard at Josh's summary
0: of, <laughs> of the <laughs> ending <laughs> of TMNT. That's how it is. I mean, that's the end of the movie. Like, I don't know what else to tell you. But that's literally exactly what happened. You know, and and it's just it's just weird because like there's you got. I mean, I, I don't. I don't like when no-name characters have a lot to do with endings of movies, anyway. So, like the fact that Witt's the one that fires a shot. I'm not saying Leonardo have chopped his head off, but I am saying like they should have had something to do with defeating the main character. I I, I gotta be
1: honest. I know you wanted to chop his head no, off. No, I, I, I w- would have loved if they just took mm-hmm. a hard turn. Hard, hard, <laughs> <and> turn. <laughs> yeah. Leonardo was just capping fools at the end. Yeah, <laughs> but, hilarious uh, to watch.
0: But yeah, so. So, yeah, so that's what I disliked. Um, what stands out, Al? What stands out about this movie, man? Uh,
2: well, now the ending does. After
0: I heard you, <laughs> after I heard you
2: lambasted it for the last ten minutes. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Um, yeah, man. I mean, if I had to choose one thing that really stood out, is that... I mean, honestly, to hear you talk about it and to learn that this was such a rushed, unwanted project um, is really surprising to me because it feels like it does so many things so well. Um, um, I thought the humor was uh, was great. Uh, the tone of the movie was way better than uh, the second one. I thought uh, you guys have talked about the suits a little bit already. But um, I thought the added um, uh, maneuverability that the actors had in the suits was great. I think it it lended a lot to the fight scenes. Um, It felt really good to see the turtles actually use, you know, their katanas and their size and their um, staff and unchucks. You know, Um, I thought that was great. Um, Yeah, it just... I don't know if I had to choose one thing that really stood out is that just how easy it is to watch, honestly, you know, um, I told you earlier when we were texting about um, this podcast, um, you know, I said that um, I think it's pretty inarguable. Um, It's pretty inarguable point that the first of these films is um, the best one it has the strongest um, story it has you know um it has a lesson it teaches and imparts on its audiences um has really strong action has strong jokes all of that good stuff um but i i enjoyed this one the most (laughs) um you know i can acknowledge that it wasn't as good but it felt great to, to turn it on and just kind of sit back and just kind of enjoy the jokes enjoy the action scenes um you know you did not have to think about uh, anything in it um extremely hard um uh, but it was still enjoyable to catch all the jokes um yeah it was just a really easy one to watch um this is one i could see myself uh, watching again you know at like I like the end of a long um, day or something and if I just want to throw something on TV and just kind of hang out and enjoy it uh, without thinking about it too much. Um, yeah, just a really, really easy, enjoyable watch for sure.
1: Okay. Uh, Jake, what stands out to you, man? Uh, Walker. Walker. And just the fact that he is just amazing. The, I. <clears throat> like what like we had said earlier like he has no real motivation beyond money and there there's something just i, I don't know there's some there's something about like 80s and 90s films where you didn't have to you didn't really have to like explain every single aspect of what's happening on the screen um because because of course in in the modern day I mean especially, especially with you know fandom and genre films being what they are you know a character looks at another character the wrong way and all of a sudden you're like are they getting a spin off together and you know that 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 fills message boards you know and so the fact that in this one you just have a random Spaniard uh being hired by this by this uh Japanese lord to quell this rebellion, and he's like, "All right, give me money, and we're gonna gonna do it, you know, and then he's and then, when the same Spaniard is presented with the fact that literal demons may be roaming the woods, he's like, I just need more money than I can bring out my cannons, which, I guess he wasn't using the cannons until then, which was kind of weird, but, you know, okay. Not that weird, I mean, don't
0: bring out the cannons if someone pays
1: for them, man. You know, that's a good point, or or until you're confronted with demons, you know, You, you have two options there. Um, but uh, but no, I just I I thought Walker was just a lot of fun, just as 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 like I said, just an ultimately comedic, comedically evil villain, um, and like I said, like you not having to not having to go into like straight five minutes of exposition to really get the main crux of the story. Like I remember watching this, and my first thought when when uh, when they were like, yeah, we're just going to make a new scepter. I was like, oh, okay, so how are they going to do that? And then April April is just like, you're going to make a new scepter. And Donatello goes, no, that'd be silly. And then you're like, oh, okay, so what are they going to do instead? And then he points to this random blacksmith (laughs) and says, that guy's going to do it. And... Then this leads to a whole like in my head because of modern films being what they are. My thought process is okay. Does this man know about time travel? Does he know about the the aspects of a possible multiverse? You know, does are, are we going into the into these storylines? And no, we're not. He just he can create a magical time tra- time machine scepter. Well, he you know, can't
0: and, actually. Or, or should yeah. we? Yeah,
1: yeah. He well, no, he he does. Or we don't we don't know if he does or not because then we know well because then you get uh Raphael and Michelangelo pulling the minds of Moria and sending it down this well because mm. they're because they're arguing with each other and uh and yeah and then what's funny is like it's Leonardo and Donatello at April the I think the funniest part of that about that interaction is that mm. they don't really go you literally just stranded us. Four hundred years in the past, they're just like, well, that kind of sucks. But, but they were, but in fairness, you know, it's Raphael, and Michelangelo. What did we really expect once they start touching the scepter, you know? And I just, I don't know. I, I liked, I liked little, little things like that, and I thought that was a lot of fun to just kind of just. Al, Al's right. It's a good movie to just turn on and just enjoy. Um, and there's, there's something, there's something not novel about about that, but just being able to just sit down and just watch something and enjoy it instead of having to sit and think about you know its message or you know or or what the implications are for like a sequel or anything else like that for the next like 20 minutes afterwards i'm not saying that those movies are bad do not get me wrong but each film in my opinion has its own place and that's why i think this this one was just a lot of fun and just easy to enjoy
0: yeah i'm gonna piggyback i think the main thing that stands out to me is walker um i mean that's just he he's a uh, Stuart Wilson. I had to look up play him. We played him uh, simply because the only other thing I know him from is he's on Alejandro in uh, Mass Zorro, which is another fantastic portrayal of a villain. That's who's just like the most evil. Like just <laughs> I mean for no reason. Just he's just horrible. He just you know stealing babies mm-hmm. and using child labor and then yep. he's gonna kill them all and it's like he just he's just so great in that movie too and in this one i just all the little things about him just you know they just ride up and they're like you know we've agreed to pay your price and he's like doing this little painting you know of his little birds you know he's like i don't know everything about him is just so great and so wonderful and i think he really stands out because i was really and always have been really disappointed with the villains of two even though it's still shredder uh, you know, just I just talking and Razor just bug the heck out of me. And uh this one just Walker's just such a he's just such a great villain. He's having so much fun with it, you can tell. Uh he's the one that stands out. I'm really kind of amazed he hasn't done anything else. Like he's or like not him, but like that character really doesn't exist as far as I know, unless he's shown up in one of the newer comics. Uh, but he really doesn't exist in uh, TMNT lore after this. Uh, or if he does, it's in such a way that's, you know, so divorced from the character that I I can't figure it out. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's what stands out to me. Um, okay, guys, what does not hold up in this movie? Greg, hmm. we'll go
1: with you first. Probably just... Casey and Witt, like, or just, I mean, because, because, because you're not, you're not wrong, like, but both of you, you know, because I, I haven't really talked about him that much, but both of you have said the main things about him that I didn't really enjoy, which is one, that, like, his character has no payoff, um, and two, his character arc has no discernible guidelines or anything whatsoever, um, because it's okay he's been playing them so he can get his money but then immediately after that it's uh it's this isn't what i signed up for and and then literally 20 minutes before both of those things happen it's miss take me with you i want to go to the future of new york apparently which that comes out of nowhere Mm -hmm. um it's there's a there's a lot of there's just a lot that was undone with that character, um, so I don't really think that holds up that well. Um, you know, I mean, you can you can say you can say what you want to about some of the jokes. You know, maybe being a little silly and compared and you know compared to some of the more like modern stuff. I mean, even <laughs> that's just time. You know, the, this, every, that kind of states everything. Um, I mean, that's that's honestly about it for me, really, really. You know, yeah.
0: Anything not hold up for you, Al?
2: Zero things. This is a perfectly (laughs) aged film.
0: (laughs) Um,
2: (laughs) No, I don't know, man. I mean I mean obviously um the wit and KC stuff is weird, but I mean it's whatever. Um I think that you know what I'll hop on the bandwagon, um hashtag release the um (laughs) releasing Killer cut, because I want to see that full...
1: <laughs> we got oh, two! We're <laughs> driving that bandwagon.
2: <laughs> I want to see that full story really reaches fruition. But, um, no, I think... Honestly, I think if there's a character who doesn't age as well, I think, honestly, it's probably henching Because um, I know when I was watching it, I was expecting a bit more of a, I don't know, of really anything out of him. Um, Because, first off, he has a strong introduction. Because their introduction to him is he gets brought back to the castle by his father's honor guard. And he gets scolded by his father and he leaves but before he leaves he makes sure to cut the tops off of four torches to just really show his displeasure and show how (laughs) mad he is and then he walks off and i laughed at that i was just like well that was completely ridiculous what's going on with that and then and then i watched the rest of the movie and i find out oh okay that's actually his whole that's actually his whole character. His whole character is just having a bad temper, um, <laughs> and throwing tantrums until the end of the film, where apparently he's fine because he's back home and he has his he has his boo. Um, and it's just like, well, yeah, okay. I mean, it was one where I wasn't sure how how I was supposed to, to feel about the character. Because, um, I mean, there were times when it flashed back to the modern day uh, with Kenshin in New York where, like, he threw a temper tantrum and got all mad and told Splinter he was wrong. And I got the feeling of just like, oh, is he about to, like, is he about to confront and fight Master Splinter? Because that wouldn't be cool. That wouldn't be a cool thing to, I mean, it'd be kind of cool to see him fight <laughs> Splinter and s- s- splinter his ass that'd be pretty cool but like i don't know it, he kind of had tmnt one casey jones kind of vibes to him almost where he was introduced he had kind of an over-the-top scene that was really enjoyable um, in a lot of ways and then the more you saw him interact with other characters he kind of got worse and worse it really kind of grated on my nerves to where I was just like, I don't, I don't enjoy this character at all. Um, so he was a character who, I don't know if, um, at the time when uh, the movie came out, um, I don't know if things were different and that was a bit more horrible out of a character, but to expect a character to be a lot more important than he was and to have them go on to be a really irritating and, unremarkable character i think that i um, just didn't age very well
0: i think that's fair um you know like i said i i kept i kept expecting you know and i still wonder like you've got these samurais with casey they've taken the place of the turtles essentially i don't understand why we didn't get any type of scene of them you know stopping muggers or something you know what i mean like that just seems like that would have been the easy way to go um but i i don't know that that's it's a weird one uh, i'd actually kind of agree almost totally though i think he's that aspect of the film i think is what really drags it down because every single time you go back to that part of the film you know where he's just there griping and you know splinter saying wise things which mm-hmm. i can listen to splinter say wise things mm-hmm. all day long but it's just It just seems like it's really, you know, drags the film to a halt every time that happens Um, because all of the parts of the movie that matter are happening in one scene and nothing of that really matters all that much. Uh, No one really grows or anything like that, except I guess, you know, they learn a little more about hockey. Uh, But other than that, no one really Which is important. That is important. That's true. But no one really grows or anything. Uh, from any of those interactions so i it's just weird to me and yeah uh wit wit doesn't hold up at all uh, in fact uh one more one more slight gripe about the ending so when they leave is he like the head of that mercenary army then is that what what we're supposed to take from that mm. and if so is that a is that a problem that's been solved because literally the last thing he does is kill walker and then we never see or hear from him again so like what is the
1: Okay. I've got, I've right. got nothing for that. Well, I, I mean, I just, you hashtag know. release the Giller cut. Okay. I mean, All like. Right. I don't know. I just, the, uh, the next hour, you don't even see the turtles. It's just Wit it's and, just and the mercenaries, wit. you know. Just just... Wit
0: just off of the, you
1: know, that's a tag
0: on at the end. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, Wit just, he climbs the top of a roof and, like, Walker's sitting there. And mm-hmm. Walker turns him and goes, we live in a society. Mm. And then, like, <laughs> you know, Wit has to, you know, says the F word or something. I don't know. But, yeah, um, <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, to me that's that's it. Just all that stuff's just kind of weird. I don't know. Okay, that's like a thought. No, I would pay all the money in the world to watch that. Well, actually, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs>
1: that's fair. All right. Overall
0: grade of this movie, Jake. I'll let you go first.
1: Mm, B plus. B plus. Sol, B plus. Sol, solid B plus. B plus. Um. You know the the. <sighs> The the tone pretty much stay, stays the same pretty much the entire the entire film. The pacing's even though you can tell it is a rushed production, the pacing of the film is actually pretty good of just hitting your beats until literally like you said the last like fifteen minutes of the movie. Yeah. Um, but I mean the pacing of just you know there's a conflict. The turtles go back in time. The turtles get to the village. The turtles have to go fight fight the bad guys. You know just everything works out really well. Um, the, uh, the actions is actually fun to watch. Um, there's a, uh, the scene where they're actually fighting the villagers, uh, who they then, you know, join forces with is actually a lot of fun. Um, that, and that has some good, that has some good moments. Um, yeah, I mean, the all, this all be plus, you know, all, all the way around. I'd give it a B minus. That's B-minus. where I'm at. Okay. I'm
0: I'm at a B minus on it. I think it's I think it's it's good. Um, I don't think it comes near to the first movie, but I think it's good. Um, there's stuff that I think is is very clearly rushed, but I think the overall idea of the movie, the overall plot, and uh, what they do with the main characters is very very good and very solid. You know, um, I don't really have any complaints there. Al, what do you give it, man? um
2: I think I'll give it um a b plus um as well as I said I just I just really enjoyed it um you know it had me had me smiling had me you know having some laughs throughout it um, um I enjoyed uh, the fight scenes and all that um yeah the side characters were kind of bland and whatever but I mean overall you know I enjoyed it um I echo what Jacob um, had said earlier, where, you know, um, it's kind of rare nowadays where you find a um, um, movie where you can just kind of throw on and enjoy. And at the end of it, just kind of be like, I enjoyed that and not have to f- f- think about or agonize over, you know, any of the questions that it asks afterwards, you know, you don't have to worry about you know how does this fit into a greater um, cinematic universe afterwards and stuff? It was just, I was just hanging out. I watched it, and at the end of it, I was just like, "That was fun. I like that." And and for me, that's a that's a B. That's a good audit B plus. I got to say.
0: Okay. Yeah, I uh, I think we're pretty close to an agreement on this movie, which is a. Uh... It might be the last time this happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So,
1: so that, that's good. Uh, I, I Having been, Al, you haven't seen the, the 2007, the TMNT one, right? The animated one.
2: I have not. I haven't seen that one. I haven't seen the first of the Michael Bay films, but I did see um, the second of the Bay films.
1: So, so you and I are actually on the exact opposite end of that spectrum. Um, but and and you haven't seen the 2007 one, so I, I so haven't being the only one who has seen it, I actually really think we're all going to enjoy okay, ne- the, the next one. Um, I hope
0: so, because I know the the two after that is just going to be it's, it's going to be rough for you it's guys. Gonna it's going to be rough. It's, it's going to be a rough it's time. It's going to be really sad, <laughs> and uh, I'm just I'm just gonna it's, I'm just gonna I'm probably gonna cry. <laughs> yeah, the
2: I things are. <laughs> the things we do are our patrons, man.
0: That's true. This is what we do. Seriously. So, uh, so yeah, so uh, that concludes uh, the TMNT3 um, podcast here. I do want to uh, discuss the fact that, yeah, uh, we do have a Patreon um, Mm -hmm. account. Uh, We don't have a whole lot on it yet. But, you know, if you just want to, I don't know if you're feeling extra generous and want to throw a dollar away or something, I guess you can do that. If not, there's all these
1: other places, uh, Instagram, Facebook. Twitter. Twitter. What am I missing? Uh, we're, we all have different things that we're streaming on Twitch. Um, the best, honestly, the best way to follow anything that we do is to go to Instagram. And then in our bio on Instagram with the fan correspondence, one is a thing called link tree. And it literally has the links to everything that we do. Patreon, Facebook, Twitter, everything.
0: That's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. I, I did not know that, but I'll, I'll remember that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't do the Instagram. I'm the, I'm the closest thing we got to a boomer here. Mm. Uh, so uh so I, I have not done the gram yet um you know but but anyway uh but i, I will say uh we, we've got a lot of cool stuff cooking uh i we me and raven actually did a podcast and it was amazing mm. uh for the for a season of the challenge that's uh yeah
1: on. i'm excited so
0: uh, so we'll, we'll get that up pretty soon now, now real quick should
1: if someone hasn't watched the challenge, would they be okay listening to your podcast?
0: Anyone's okay listening to our podcast, but here's what I will say: mm-hmm. if they haven't watched the challenge, then they won't understand the vehement arguments that me and Jenny have. That makes sense over the challenge, okay? Because there are some there's some heated moments, guys. There's mm-hmm. some heated moments uh, in that. Uh, so, uh, but definitely, uh, it's uh, if you want to look that up, it's we're doing. We just started with season 26. The challenge, all the seasons on the challenge going. <laughs> uh paramount uh plus so uh i keep season, saying paramount paramount season, i keep saying paramount man. it's season paramount
2: six good yeah.
0: lord <laughs> dude homeboy we're on season 36 right now just so you know okay? <laughs> God. uh the, yeah but Ooh. it's an institution now <laughs> but i've got that coming up and speaking of institutions and how they should be brought low uh i don't
2: know actually, where this is going
0: after this tomorrow, <laughs> uh, as we are recording this, uh, we're getting ready to head up. We're going to watch the Snyder Cut uh, together as a group of Phantom Correspondents, and then we're uh, going to be doing a podcast on it. And if you just, I don't know, man, like if you if you just want to if you just want to see Josh unhinged, because I just I do not envision a world where I will like this movie. So so that you know that's coming up as well. Uh, so you got you got some stuff to look forward to. Uh, with the fandom correspondence uh, as always uh, so definitely uh, keep keep your uh, keep yourself uh, knowledgeable of all things we're doing all the uh, uh, twitch streams we're doing everything uh, Al, I know you'll be doing some twitch streams soon Jake I know you've got stuff that you're you're looking into doing mm-hmm. uh, so uh, definitely uh, some some stuff uh, that we're putting out there for you guys to enjoy and uh, that's kind of the whole reason we're here for you guys to enjoy fandoms uh, as we always say. Fandom is for everyone. And uh, with that, we will sign off tonight. Uh, Y'all have a good morning, afternoon, or evening, or wherever you're at.
2: Cowabunga.